episode you know what it is of this that and the kitchen and the kitchen sink, sink. yes okay, all right yes. Okay, let's go ahead and do a quick check in how was your week Ugh, my week was good um i got a a chance to check up with some friends go you know spend a day out on the town in charlotte um Yes, it was nice. Really, just I haven't got a chance to have all my friends together in one setting, um, and us just enjoy each other's company. So it was really nice getting a chance to see them. Um, and then you know that following day, you know I woke up broke. Um, you know, shout out to uh, our beautiful Congress not making a decision yet to continue uh, this pandemic assistance. So when I say a Negro is going through it at this point in time. So would you say you would leave it? You know, I would leave it. And you know what? I think that's the wise way of me telling me to shut up. So, hi, friend. How was your week? How was um, your week? You know, overall, I will say that I am finding beautiful moments, but it has been a little bit rough just because um, the kids that I work with do realize that they are, in fact, getting ready to go back and start another school term and they are not about it um they are they are just finding different things for me to come into work and be like wow i gotta fix this now um but honestly what took the cake was that i had um a co-worker who i'm gonna not say their name because i'm not that shady but they tried it with me because we were talking about um just different um regulations that would bring up in congress as far as like gun reform Mm -hmm and legalizing marijuana and they decided to say to me that um they feel like the real issue is the black on black crime (gasps) and thank god thank god i've been working on growth and i've been working on patience because had i not been at work the conversation would have ended very differently than what it did um but my coworker could could, she noticed that i was gonna like upset so she helped like de-escalate the situation but uh yes there are people out here who still are trying it in these streets and um, basically negated my perspective of why people do say Black Lives Matter. Um, mm. And they went on to tell me that they think I should embark on a ride along with a fellow officer and maybe I won't feel the way that I do feel about certain um, de-escalization tactics as far as officer to um, citizen. So, <laughs> so, I mean, all together, I feel like we both heard each other's sides, but I just feel like if you are still using that type of terminology and you think that is acceptable, clearly you need a Black friend, like I said in the last episode. And if you haven't wa- listened to the first episode, I encourage you to do so and then come back to this one. Um, yeah. Because for me, and, I left the conversation ahead, drained. No, it's okay, but it's just like, I left the conversation drained and I need my white brothers and sisters to understand that like we are tired and we're tired of explaining the same thing over and over again. You can go ahead. On. Over and over again. And bow, bow. We rather be more than just friends. Come on, 
influence will the way you make me feel. Oh, wait a minute. Did we stay in the same key? Come on, first vocal for the podcast. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm here for it and stayed on key and everything. You know, I am surprised. Hallelujah. But um, while I have you, I just want you to remind, you know, our lovely audience members that um, Black black on Black crime, the idea of it is um, a myth. Um, And that if you want to conflate the notion of people's race and their societal um, and social complexes and economic conditions, um, we have a big issue. But that's not today's episode. Um, I just wanted to remind you of that information. Um, I will probably repost um, a beautiful Instagram post on our social media so you can read up on why you shouldn't put your mouth and form the words black and black crime. Period. We'll leave that. Okay. All right, and friend. But um, speaking of leaving things. Next thing. Ooh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, too, go ahead, like, go ahead, if feel like if you do feel like it is still very much a black, or black, black on black issue, um, I do encourage you to really do look and dive into, you know, uh, why is... Um, drug um uh bargaining such a huge issue in the black community but also why is gun reform a huge issue mm. in america as a whole because it isn't just black people buying guns um mm. off the street it isn't just latino people buying it's guns not. off the street it's it's everybody and also it's too everybody. we look at um, it's your grandfather too from, uh gun gun related issues it's normally with our white brothers and sisters shooting schools and theaters <gasps> um and churches so just just to drop that little tidbit of information um, this is my song turn it up yes it's, it's important that if we're going to advocate we need to educate as well um so. <laughs> stop <laughs> that's our first gym <laughs> that's our first gym Yo, we was even trying to have this discussion today, but um, if you're going to advocate, you have to educate. (laughs) Um, And if you're going to stand um, with in solidarity with certain communities, make sure you're putting your mouth on the correct phrases. Okay, all right. That's all we have to say. Um, So we're going to leave that there, and we're going to go into our taking and leave it. Yes, shall we, friend? Oh, child, go ahead. I'm nervous, y'all. <sighs> okay. So, um, as we record, you know, on today, you know, we're just going to bring up a few things. So, friend, take it or leave it. Um, Doja Cat gets coronavirus. I'ma leave it. Not you. That is with this whisper. That, what is with this whisper? I just, I don't want to put my mouth on Doja Cat. I just don't. Because I feel like I'd be wasting my breath low-key. But also, um, you read what you sow. Mm. It's just as simple as that. Like, mm. <laughs> there mm. really isn't anything to discuss. Um, but when I saw the article, I legitimately cackled. Not that, like, I wanted to die or anything. Because I do want her, want her to recover. But I do think it's really funny how uh, how she had her mouth on it. And was just like, y'all, like. It's just hype. Like, don't believe in the hype. And now she's stuck mm-hmm. at home quarantined. So, you know, and yeah. Um, I'm just 
take it, friend. I'm gonna take it. Um, you know, and here's why I'm gonna take it. You know, so I'm the article I'm referring to is from The Root. Um, yeah, so it says Doja Cat gets coronavirus after mocking people who are afraid of coronavirus. Um, quoted, it says that she stated, I'm gonna get corona and then I'm gonna get a corona. Um, she said, because I don't give a fuck, excuse me, but I'm gonna say the word, I don't give a fuck about corona, bitch. It's a flu. Um, well, I would love for you to say that to over the hundred thousand people who have currently passed away and is no longer with us um that this is just a flu say that you know um luckily yes there are people who have recovered you know we're not going to acknowledge like you know that this thing is just only killing people people are able to recover but when i say the people who i know who have been personally affected by coronavirus this is no joke you truly feel like you're on your deathbed. So, um, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, like Divine said, you reap what you sow, honey, and you got got by the universe. Moving on. All right. Our next take it or leave it, friend, is, well, it's really not much of a take it or leave it. We just want to say her name and just... Put it out there. Um, if you do not know, uh, Lady Red Couture is no longer with us. Um, if you do not know who she is, um, she is a Black trans uh, socialite. Um, you know, she's also referred to as a mother and mentor um, and a friend to many, according to the article. Um, yeah, so... There's really not much to say about that. We just want to make sure, you know, we are acknowledging those uh, who is no longer on earth with us. Um, but is there anything you did want to say in addition, friend? Yeah. Um, I was on Twitter when I found out and I went kind of through some threads, look at comments um, of just the community that... Um, that just was very much in like affected, but not only by um, her death, but from, from her light. And mm. uh, I think it's so important to remember um, how precious and how um, quick life is um, mm. Mm. that, you know, uh, no matter discord that you have with people or ill will toward people, like, it truly is important to like let bygones be bygones and let some stuff just fall. Like, because you just don't want to leave stuff unsaid or undone um, because we don't ever know when this is going to be our, our death date. Like we all have Ooh, a birth date and we all have a death date. And uh, it's really beautiful to go and look at, you know, someone's page or look at the comments and, and all you see is, you know, she loved and she loved hard. Like that's things that I also want to see on my comment thread i mean you know not saying that i want to die young but like you know i do want to live leave excuse me leave an imprint of light and of love and of support and of wisdom and strength like i don't want people to be like wow that he was like a hoe bag like he didn't he didn't treat people right like i don't want people to say that like i want people to be able to be like yeah like he took out the time to hear someone's side and and sit with them and talk with them and love on them so i think it's just a testament to just be a good human and and do your things and do them well. Um, so uh, love and light to Lady Red. 
So, um, again, like Brian said, uh, just love and light. And to anyone who personally knew her or was just um, knew her by her socialite and her statue in the community, um, we're sending love to you. Um, yes, again, it's just really sad to hear another Black trans woman uh, is no longer with us. Um, but in side note, please stop killing Black trans women. Okay, there we go. Um, we're going to move on. All right, friend. Oh, this one here. Okay, girl. Oh, y'all. Mm. Hmm. So there is a what? We, how would I put this? A a situation um, on these here internets, on Al Gore's internets, on Blue Ivy's internet, um, between a black trans man uh, known by the name of Caden Coleman. And the wonderful, also oh wonderful, what is her position? U.S. House of Representative Georgia District 5, Angela Stanton. Um, to give you a brief overview of what has occurred. Uh, so, Caden, who, again, was a female who transitioned to male, um, is pregnant um, so yes, currently as you will see him is you see him identify as a male, um, a male presenting, and he is currently pregnant uh with his second child. And Angela State uh Stanton decide to get on these here internets on her Instagram, and I quote again, this is the quote. What are your thoughts about this? So referring to a picture of Caden. Um, for me, as a woman, I feel disrespected and cheated. If black people can get offended by white people wearing blackface, why can't women get offended by men impersonating women and vice versa? She says, why is this necessary? What message does this send to our youth? Friend, are you going to take it or are you going to leave it? Okay, so I'm not going to put my mouth on it. I have a question, though. Because I feel like we've talked mm-hmm. about this before, before we went on the air. Um, do we know that the tweet was intentionally about Caden? Yes. Okay. Like, she truly used a picture of him. Oh. Oh, okay. 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 Yes. Yes. Then I'm gonna that. And then make the Instagram oh. post. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, what I think is important... <laughs> Help me, Lord. What I think is important is that we have to remember the things that add to our lives and the things that take away from them. And if the congresswoman felt some type of way about the situation, she could have saw Caden out. Not mm-hmm. try to embarrass or make it a moment through social media because things can get... Uh, miscommunicated through these interwebs. And to me, what that caption said was that there was a lot of hurt and a lot of insecurity within what she said. Mm. And sometimes, social media isn't the best place to display your insecurity. Because a lot of times, Mm. it ends up showcasing your ego. And that's what I think it, it sounds like. Whether or not she agrees or feels like it's appropriate, it's not a place for you to disturb and disrespect and humiliate a family. 
And air out your grievances. Right. Like it's just it's not a person. Like, it's just like if I feel like you got an issue, be woman enough to seek that person out. Because social media ain't the place. And I have said it before. If I post something on social media and somebody doesn't like it, seek me out. Because I would hate for you to post something and then not only do you get sought after, but you get handled through the social medias. And now you and your team is embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, but don't embarrass yourself. And there are people, and you probably can agree with this when I say it, uh, I feel like there are some people who are very comfortable with being loud and confident on social media, but then when you see them in person, they don't know your name. Hush they, don't know they, they don't know your address, and you and, and they've been invited th- into your into your room before, into your kitchen, if I may say. Ooh, ooh, but they, but they act like they don't know who you are. So I think it's very very important to be as bold in these streets, as bold as you are on these inner streets, these interweb streets. It's important. All right, I'm gonna let you take. I know you got a lot to say. I have so much to say, friend. I do. And I'm going to try to keep myself brief. Um, And also, in addition to the information uh, to give you more context to the situation. Um, So this is from Cadence Instagram. So it says, he quotes, apparently my existence as a trans man who chooses to have my own children is an attack on Angela Stanton's womanhood. I'm unsure as to why this woman decided that I should be her way, excuse me, that I should be her way of fueling hatred towards the LGBT community. I've seen a plethora of white trans men have their own child, but they're not being featured on this black cisgender woman's page. I would love to know why my black gay trans ass earned a spot on it because I damn sure didn't ask for it. But since we are here, let's talk, sis. Let's talk about why you're so mad. Um, and also to let you know that Caden is also seeking legal action. He's he's going for the jugular, okay? He's about to try to attempt to run this dry all of her coins for defamation. But um, yeah, like I just really don't I feel like this is a a continuation on in the black community are dis disdain and uncomfortability and embedded homophobia, transphobia. Um, it's jumping out. It is literally jumping out on her Instagram and in that Instagram post. Um, because, you know, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak, you know, for her and, her feelings of being attacked as a woman. I can't speak on that. You know, I don't, I never was previously a woman and I'm not currently a woman. I don't identify as female. Um, so I'm gonna leave that where there be. But for you to blatantly attack a black trans man who is just out here living their life, Kenan ain't doing nothing, like nothing. We're not talking about a social media light. You know, this is just a man who is bearing his children and who has a beautiful partner who already has a beautiful daughter and is just trying to live out their lives. And you want to come and reach and dislocate a shoulder in your reach to defame them? I'm confused. Why? Why, 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 why? 
Um, so yeah, like someone asked me these questions because I just don't understand. Um, and it's just extremely, especially with all of the, with our social and, you know, racial climate, you know, this is why people say, yes, this is why people say like, we have to become stronger as a community in order for us to move forward and truly seek out the justice that we deserve. But because this is, this is not it. This is not it. It's just not it. And she really had no business putting her mouth on this. And, you know, I hope, I hope he bleeds her dry. I hope he gets every cent he can out of her. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Any final remarks, friend? I feel like you covered it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So we're going to move on. Um, <sighs> okay. So there was a show called Our Offering. And it was going to be a, if I am correct, a virtual show? Um, yeah. And it friend? is still currently going to happen, I do believe. Okay, and still kind of going to happen. Um, and it was being beautifully done um, by, if I can locate Sis. their name. Sis, yes. It's going to be done by Sis. I think she was the writer and producer. Of I know it. she's the producer, but I do believe she got um, a writer. Uh, I think it's two people. Okay. Okay, cool. Yes. So, and we'll we'll tag the information below you guys cuz I do feel like yeah. it is a production that you're going to want to see. Yes, like I'm excited for it. Um so definitely get into it. Um and I am actually currently unsure of their pronouns. Um I'm not sure if they are wanting to be identified as she, hers, um, or they, them. So just to kind of blanket and I'm going to just refer to sis as they, um, in the time. So yes. Um, and, but also people, do you see how easy that was? You know, if you don't know their pronouns, um, either refer to them as they, them, or just call them by their, what? Their name! Yes. Um, for the people who just really struggle uh, letting people be them. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? Acknowledging their humanity, uh, especially of people who are of the non-binary. Yes. Okay. Anywho, I'm getting off track. So the show, um, there was an article by Playbill who was trying to Gone to the show and like, you know, give it some notoriety um, and some publicity. But in their attempt of doing this, and I use air quote around attempt, um, they pretty much whitewashed the show. Um, and really just only kind of highlighted the white company members of the show. So as sis should, she called them out and was like, excuse me, um, those black people, in case you didn't know. In the show, 
So we would like for you to rectify the statement. Um, and yeah, and that's just pretty much the premise of this. Um, anything you want to say? Are you going to take it or leave it for me? Uh, I'm definitely going to take it um, because... Yes, come on. What I think is really interesting... Ooh, excuse me. What I think is interesting... I can't speak. What I think is interesting uh, is just the sheer erasure of productions uh, mm. that have black bodies uh, around it, creating it, um, utilizing it. Uh, and mm. we have this entity that is Broadway World, that is Playbill, who intentionally blot out our names. Because this production is, is is clearly focused on black narratives and it does have white counterparts um, included, but it's more of a focus on black life. Um, and again, the two name headliners are in the show. They do are supporting characters and they do have, you know, what I believe are chunky roles. But um, again, there are other um, headliner uh, black actors and actresses who are also in the show. Uh, and I feel like it is disrespectful uh, that we choose to put the focus on the white counterparts. Because too many times have I walked into a theater and there is a black actress giving a whole performance, a whole layer a performance. And when I look at the poster, her name is the smallest on the poster. Woo! Her name wow. is the smallest. It's in the top right corner or it's in the bottom, bottom left corner. And she's giving a performance for the ages, yet because she's with the white counterpart and the white counterpart is getting paid more, their name is from one end to the other. Mm. Starring blank. And, and, and the thing with. about it is they are also a lead. So make it make sense. <laughs> Not the one of the driving right. characters of the story. Right. So again, wow. let's normalize putting respect on our black creatives. Let's normalize putting respect on our black actors and actresses who are giving performances for the ages. Yet, because we are comfortable and we can't see past our white supremacy, we choose to put them under the white counterpart. And again, mm. again, and I've even told my friends before, I don't think it comes from a place where it's them intentionally trying to be prejudiced. I just think it's them not realizing the privilege that comes with that. Because they know if they have certain people's names, um, they're going to click on the link faster. And we can't keep mm. having clickbait. Mm -hmm. We have to be better than that. Because those Ooh, black wow. actors deserve more. They do. They always they deserve their time. And always will. But it starts with God. They deserve the <laughs> because we've done the work. We've gotten ourselves in the room. But it's now your job to realize, wow, we need to put some respect on Jalen Josie's name. Wow, we need to put some respect on Leia Salonga. Like, we need to put respect on Haley Kilgore because she is doing the things that need to be done. So that's what makes me upset because as a fellow actor, it's like, I know the type of work that I do. I know how I bust my tail to get into the room and I work twice as hard as some of my white counterparts. Yeah, I don't get the recognition that I need to because I don't look like the director or I don't look like the board. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Playbill knew what they was doing 
and they need to be better. Because oh, I think what also makes me upset is that they didn't want to change it into the actual actors who names have been used to headline were tagging them and calling them out and be like, hey, y'all, this is messy. Change it. So it's just as simple as that. It's just it's it's just as simple as that. That type of change is so minuscule to the other things that need to happen. It's so like, minuscule, but like I don't it's know also what other way to say it to y'all. Like, who? All right. Like in a way, it's minuscule, but like also in the way, it's like one of the things that have such long-lasting effects mm-hmm. because for people who are going to study the canon you know that is theater and productions that have been produced and especially during a time like this people are eventually years down the line are going to see what was happening who did what and if they're going to do their research and type their fingers on this here keyboard and you tell me the only thing that's going to come up is these two white actors that just so happen to be a part of a black show. And that's the only thing that's been written about, you know, or that was the thing that was publicized and that was the thing that was brought forward and brought to our attention. You know, it also continues to add to the long-term erasure of black people and the world of the arts and specifically theater. I mean, it's just, that's just what it's going to do is not only in this short time erasure, but it's also continued to add to the long term erasure of black people and black people being an active part of the canon. Say that. Say that. An active part of the canon. Say that. Say that. Because truly without some of these black creators, you know, playwrights, producers, directors, bodies, you know, actors, um, some of these stories would never exist. Some of the things that you go up for um, would never have touched the stage. Mm. So, And yes. I also want to add um, to that, if I may. Ooh, um, some of y'all really do need to check the inconsistencies in yourselves because some of these shows that you go up for all the day long were built and created and written on racist principles. <gasps> <laughs> There's no way, Debray. Like, There's no way. Like, again, some of y'all just take stuff at face value. Wow. So, like, if y'all could see the sarcasm on my face. <laughs> like, just, just be mindful. Like, just be mindful. Just be mindful. But yeah, that's what I got for the people. You may continue. Yeah, that's it. Y'all, that's church. Say the benediction and let's go home. Like, <laughs> I mean, just, oh, who? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We have our final leave it or take it or leave it. I know we have like rented on for days, but I hope y'all are getting something out of this. Um, so there was this incident in at a Beverly Crest mansion who had a party um that was hosted by an unidentified NFL player. Um when I say it had a mass gathering of people, 
Um, you know, so the LAPD responded to a party. This is from the shade room. I'm letting you know where this is coming from. Yes. So LAPD responded to a party at the Beverly Crest Mansion, but couldn't break up the gathering without an arrest, according to reports. A person identified as the head of security stated they were going to be there until 3 a.m. when the party was scheduled to end. It was also being reported that the event was hosted by an unidentified NFL player. Um, according to CBS LA. As of now, large gatherings have been banned in California because of the spike in COVID-19 cases. If you recall, the state has now surpassed New York with the most confirmed cases. Um, And this video clip from ABC7 News uh, showing the amount of people moving through that mansion. You gonna take it, friend, or leave it? Which one? What you got? I'm gonna take it. Take it. Take it away. This is why I want to go. normalize eating the rich because clearly they are all in top <laughs> Um, <laughs> what makes you think you are above literally getting a nat a national famine? Hear me when I say this: a <laughs> national famine. There are literally gonna be people who are at this party, who are going to go back home and are going to show symptoms and they're going to go to the doctor and they're going to be like, ooh, child, you should not have been trying to eat some appetizer <laughs> at the appetizers at this man's house. Trying to get some clout. Like, it's just, it makes no sense that people are making these, these dumb decisions just to be out and about. It literally makes no sense. And like, I just like, because again, I, I even will say this. I have friends of mine who, um, have had COVID scares. I've had friends of mine who have caught COVID and uh, they're just like, oh my God, I want to go back out. And I'm just like, no, honey, you need to go back to a doctor and get uh, a confirmation that you do not have it anymore and that you're not contagious because there are people who are catching this illness for a second time with worse sense, with worse symptoms and are dying. So is it really, you said not a first listen, so is it really important? Is it that important for you to go out, get some some brunch, some cocktails with your friends? <laughs> is it worth it to die just to get a mimosa? Make it make sense. Cause I'm I promise y'all, when y'all die and go to heaven, the Lord's gonna look at is gonna be looking at some of y'all being like, What is wrong with you? Why are you here early? You are here prematurely. <laughs> Because he said, this wasn't my plan date I for you. Before. I was going to you a <laughs> He said, actually, I was giving you five more years. Like, I'm just know. trying to get your mind back on me. Try to regulate your thoughts and your spirit. But you messed it up because you was trying to go out and play basketball with Shaquille O'Neal. Make it make sense. Make it. Make it make sense. So answer for your decisions. Answer for your decisions, please, because you're going to have literally Jesus looking confused at you. He said, "Mm, according to my records, you're not supposed to be (laughs) How did you get here? Bitch, I caught COVID. Nobody's supposed to be here trying to get a mimosa. Like, baby girl, baby girl. Who I'm just you know, and that's just that, y'all. I ain't got nothing else to say on that. It's just why why are you out here being reckless? What what does recklessness get you? 
a death sentence. You know, do you want to be amongst the number? And not the, amongst the number that goes on to heaven. I'm talking about amongst the number of these COVID cases, death. Okay? Because obviously you trying to add to this 100K that is already existing. And then wh- whoever this NFL player, baby, don't you got a team? Ain't the season starting? Don't you? Aren't you supposed to be occupied? Like, doing your job? But I digress. All right. Well, that was all I was. Take it or leave it. You got any final words, Frank? Um, I just want to go back to um, the discussion about um, our offering. Um, if you are interested in seeing that production, Ooh, yes, um, people. we will have a link below of how to get um, the tickets. But I also will say that if you go to um, Sis's Instagram, there's uh, a bunch of the information there about the show. Um, their at is you can call me sis. Uh, and the show is going to be August 23rd at 7 PM central. And it is called our offering created by sis written by Antonio Lasanta and Gage Tarleton. Hopefully I got those names right. You guys, but I am super duper excited to see this production. Um, I've heard great things. Um, Renee Rapp is going to be in it. Um, Sis as well will be mm. in it. Um, Andrew uh, Barth Fieldman will also be in it. Uh, and there are also going to be some more beautiful, melanated people in the production. So please. Mm. The melanin is going to please, be Please, please, please take out the time to watch this because it's important. It's a beautiful narrative about trans lives, about all lives, because at the end of the day, we are all human and we all are trying to be beautiful and exist. So please take out the time. Uh, to watch the production. All right, let's get into the theme of the podcast. Yes, yes. All right. And what is our theme for today, friends? We are talking about self-care. Now, Self-care. Self-care. All right. So the definition um, that I have decided to read upon says that self-care is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular Mm. during periods of stress. And I'm going to go ahead and pause Mm. right there. Why is it always during stress-related moments, circumstantial moments, where we realize we have detached ourselves for putting ourselves first. <sighs> because, because mm. I, again, I'm, I am... I was expecting I, you to go there that fast. I, okay. And, and like this, because I, I sat on this for a minute, and... I am I am also really bad about not putting myself first. Um, the first time I took a therapy, I had a therapy session. Um, the therapist asked me how would I describe myself, and I literally said a walking mat, like a welcome walking mat, because so many times uh, I just allow certain things to happen, and I just go okay, and then I just continually let those things happen, and I let it fester up. And I've realized the older that I've gotten that when you don't address certain things, it just keeps multiplying and multiplying and building up until it's this huge bomb. And then that's when you get 
some of these episodes that certain people have. Um, and I know for me, like, like I deal with a lot of anxiety. So there's certain things that I necessarily can avoid if I use my voice to be like, hey, I need a minute or, hey, I need time or, hey, I'm not going to do this. Um, and the reason that I love the word self-care so much is because it reminds me, hey, you need to take out some time for yourself where you're doing things that benefit you, not things that benefit other people, but things that benefit you. Um, yes. How, how do you feel about that, Gabe? Um, no, like it's, yes, <laughs> I feel, yes. <laughs> um, no, but like, really, it is definitely always in a time of the most stressful moments of your life that, you know, I feel like, you know, those Black cinemas, um, those Black films that always starts with, I bet you wonder, how did we end up here? You know, well, it was on this one Friday afternoon. And that's just really what I've been looking like. I've been looking at myself in the mirror, be like, how did we get here? Um, what decisions did I decide to make to now put myself in this stressful position? Um, and then, you know, it's just also part of doing that self-work of like, okay, so we said yes when we should have said no. Um now I have to bear these consequences and now I'm stuck with these decisions, but now how can I, even with these decisions that I made, how can I now still center myself amongst chaos and provide myself the things that I still need to make it through this trash ass situation that I decided to put myself in. Um, Now, sometimes it's not always like, your fault and your being it's just really sometimes you know because family can cause stress um work you know because we work to pay bills you know capitalism um that's a thing you know and it really it really just puts us like it's not always our doings of putting ourselves in stressful situation but things around us and things that we cannot control um that puts us in stressful situations. So it's really just important that we remember to center ourselves and make sure we check on ourselves Mm -hmm. first. Because I really think that's what like self-care is really like checking on yourself and saying, hey, self, how you be in these streets? Mm -hmm. Are you okay today? I wanted you, Kenny. I didn't want to cut you off. No, go Um, go ahead. I remember I had... um, a professor in college tell our class one day that it's very important for us to know who we are as the artists before we try to become another character. Um, because it's going to be very difficult if there are things that we haven't um, navigated through before we put on the shoes of someone else's and try to navigate through their circumstance. Um, and mm. I know for me, when it comes mm. to performing, when I go into a space, um, whether it's getting ready at half half hour, whether it's setting my costumes, putting on my makeup, like I have to check in with myself because, you know, if I'm going through something, it's going to naturally affect my performance. Whether I'm having a good day, a bad day, what may have you, it's going to affect it in ways I can see and ways that I cannot see. Um, And I think what that says to self-care is that we have to make it 
a choice that we have to know who we are at the end of the day. Because I think there are a lot of people out here who don't know who don't know themselves. They know themselves with situations. They know themselves with relationships. They know themselves with platforms and positions. But at the end of the day, when all that's taken away, they don't know who they are. So when certain things happen mm. and they're set in the wow. middle of a room by themselves, they're having to ask these, these, these questions that they should have been asking years ago, months ago, weeks ago. But it's only because distractions are taken away that they realize, wow, there's a lot of self-work to do. Because I think um, self-care isn't just treating yourself. I think it's also giving yourself proactive choices to make healthy decisions. So sometimes self-care is, hey, I'm not going to go pour that shot. Hey, I'm actually not going to possibly like roll up that joint. Or I'm not going to see that toxic person who's only going to give in to my toxicity. Like, it's so important that we make sure. Friend. <laughs> Friend. What we're not about to do on this here podcast is read me for filth. That's what we're not going to do. Audience, I want you to hear this, okay? Debra Johnson will not sit here and read me for I don't deserve this because you know what you're doing? This is a, I want to make sure I express my grievances to you, you know, and open up and have a healthy conversation that I feel attacked. You are attacking me, okay? You are attacking me. That's that on that. We will sell this outside of this episode, but I feel absolutely attacked, okay? You literally loaded a shotgun and said, boom. I promise you, I'm literally talking to myself because I have <laughs> friends of mine and I love my tribe. Oh my God, shout out to my tribe. But I have friends of mine who will reach out to me and they'll be like, yo, bro, like you're making the wrong decision. Like you're making this choice out of fear. You're making this choice uh, out of the unknown, of the fear of the unknown, and you're not making um, cognitive decisions. And I feel that for me, when I think about self-care, it also means um, assessing the choices that I've made, the decisions that I've made, the things that I've said to people, because it isn't just, um, you know, I'm going to go get a massage or I'm going to go shop and get all these outfits that I know I can't pay for. Like, that's not just what self-care is. It's a percentage of that. But I think the other percentage is also taking out the time to be like, whoa, like, like, let's get back to what we enjoy. Let's get back to, to what makes us wake up. Because like, for me, like, I always can equate it back to like like my relationship with the father. Like if there's something going on and I feel like I'm just all discombobulated, the minute I pray and like I take up the time to like meditate and figure out like yo, like where did I where did I get detached? Like I can normally figure out the situation or the Lord will reveal to me the situation. But again, if I'm continually running away, and I'm not trying to face the situations that I've put myself in, it's not going to happen. And so I feel like self-care is also being able to be mature about the decisions that we've made and the consequences that we're reaping it from. Mm. But I really didn't mean for this episode to go here. Like, I really meant for it to be, like, more proactive. But, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) But... You did. Okay. You know, like it's just 
look at them like, it's just because I had a I, I, it was like I think sometime at the end of last year I went and had a convo with my good sis Claire Ruth and we just talked about how you know self care isn't just treat yourself it isn't just you know mm. I'm gonna just run away from my problems for a day just because I have that day off from work. Like it's not just that. It's it's about making cognitive decisions that are gonna affect the rest of your life, but for the better. So I mean for me, how about this? How about how about we segue into um choices that, that help be, help me be a better man for tomorrow. Um for me, I mm. like Okay. <laughs> For me, I like uh, taking out the time to listen to music. That's kind of where I vibe out, where I can just chill. Mm. Um, I also love um, aromatherapy. So, like, I do a lot of essential oils. I believe that emotional wellness is the best wellness. So, if you come yes. to my house or you go through my bag, you're going to find a lot mm. of essential oils. Peppermint is my go-to. Uh, I also love some tea tree, uh, some rosemary, um, some lemongrass, um, some orange citrus, like, and and again, when you look into oh, it, list, list <laughs> when you look into it, um, you realize that there are natural um, effects of these things. Like, for instance, when I get headaches, I put peppermint oil on my head because most of the wow. time it'll help decrease the pain of the headaches because I work a lot of times outside and. Uh, I get stressed out, and when I get really stressed out, I get headaches. So it helps a lot with that. Uh, when I, after I get done with the dance rehearsal, my muscles may hurt. So like I use the tea tree for um, muscle rehabilitation, and that helps a lot. Like I put a little bit of it in my bath water, mm-hmm. and I am good to go. Um, also, Epsom salt literally has become my best friend since doing collegiate theater because I would come home sore as a mug. Um, so th- those are just like simple things that I do, but I also encourage everyone across the board to journal, journal out your thoughts because your thoughts can literally become your jail cell. I am a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in that. <laughs> time, time out, time out, flag on the play. Um, because talking about thoughts becoming the jail cell, like it is truly, truly I was listening to someone um, recently, and it is very important to acknowledge how you talk to yourself. Woo! Say um, that. Because, like, when I say you, you know, it's fun. Like, you know, I talked about, like, DeBron, like, dragging me. But when I say no one touches the way I drag my own self through the mud. And then expect myself to still go operate in a full tip-top manner as if everything is okay. Um, it is really, really important to check how you talk to yourself. Um, and that is part of self-care. Like, that is a moment of self-care of, like, is me standing in this mirror or, like, me laying in bed, like, degrading myself, is that, is that actually helping yes, me? Yes. Because, you know, the big you know, saying is that we're always our um, worst critic, but no, we truly are. Like, we truly are, and it's just very, very important to take a time to, like, step back and be like, wow, I 
That was really unnecessary to say to myself. And Gabe, you know what I would say to that? I literally was on Twitter. Twitter has taught me a lot. <laughs> but I... Not, not Twitter being an educational resource. <laughs> talking about how destructive their thoughts can be when it comes to their anxiety. And someone commented and they were like, hey, my therapist literally taught me to literally practice counter-arguing with your destructive thoughts. Like, go mm. ahead and practice having those quick phrases, those quick responses when you find yourself um, having destructive criticism, having those self-harm um, thought processes. Like, go ahead and have those different sentences that you can give yourself to not only encourage yourself, but to also put back in that belief of who you are. Because I tend to believe that um, your thoughts don't always possess your identity, but just a moment. Um, and I know for me, like a lot of times I get very anxious and I feel very, um, unworthy. So like, it can be like the most mundane task. And if I mess up, I may say, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Or, oh my God, like, I'm never going to get this done. But you have to remind yourself, no, bruh, like you're a warrior. Like you are magical, literally, like, like literally from the beginning of the, of the world, like the Lord knew you and found you and like he created you for a purpose. Like there is certain certain things in your atom, in your being that you possess that no one else will ever even be able to wrap their mind and gifts around. Like only you can get it done. So yes, you're going to finish this paper. Yes, you're going to be able to paint this wall. Yes, you're going to be able to learn these lines. Like don't let a moment define your capability of succeeding. Um so like for me, like I have like certain scriptures on, on my wall. I have like certain quotes in my phone. Um, there's certain like inspirational like sermons that I listen to when I feel bogged down. Um, literally, I have like things like on standby because again, life goes in circles. So you're going to experience the same thing, but in different ways. And not only is it circumstance, but it's in relationships. <laughs> um, and it's also in like... Wait, 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 wait. Because I literally have to say that I say to everyone is literally along the same lines. Um, You know, that life goes in circles, but I'm like, truly, when I say each time you fail a test, that test is going to come back, but the stakes are going to get bigger each and every time. More is going to be on the line each time you have to repeat that test. You know, at first it was maybe just, let's take an instance, a class. Second time is a long-term relationship. Time after that, maybe it is a full on, you are running a multi-million dollar business and the same thing that you should have fixed 20 years ago is now going to be the downfall and why you like to be broke out here in these streets and your business is going to come crashing down. Like, literally, like you said, life repeats itself. Life goes in circles. And each time, but I feel like what people forget that each time that test comes back, it's coming back with bigger stakes and more on the line. I just wanted to, yes, 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 yes. Yes. I just, yes. I just think it's so important um, that we, understand that there's so much freedom in reminding ourselves who we are. Uh, The word of God says that there is power uh, 
of life and death in our tongue. And that's not just in the way that we speak to people, but it's in the way that we speak to ourselves. Because you can kill a person before you ever put hands on them. Like, (laughs) I've learned that, and I've learned that the hard way. Um, So it's just, it's so important that uh, we remind ourselves of the royalty that we carry. It's so important. And I think that goes beyond what you believe, what you don't believe. Like, Like, there's certain things that you can do and that you've been tasked to do on this earth but you're only going to be able to do it if you're giving yourself the right tools and the right resources to do them. Um, because I just, I just, I feel like we're so cruel to ourselves sometimes. Um, and again, you know, we, I, I, there's, there's so much that goes into it and I feel like I can't cover it all in this, in this episode, but when you, when you think about, media when you think about the social media like we naturally compare ourselves like we naturally do that and that's a lot of the reason that we have the issues that we have in our society of um body shaming and you know our hair type and the color of our skin um because we look at these people online, we look at these people in entertainment, and we think we're never going to get to that level. But we also don't realize all that stuff has been bought and fabricated. It's been photoshopped. Even some of those people don't even look the way that they look outside of the picture. Not we're calling them. <laughs> but I mean, if we gotta be, if we gotta be honest about it, there is a superficialness that comes to society. There's mm. a superficialness, and I would much rather be authentic and transparent than be fake and dull. So, I mean, it's just, it's... Um, excuse me. If you didn't know, that was what we call a week. <laughs> okay, all right, moving on. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, to quote uh, our sister Ellen DeGeneres, like, we truly have to be kind to ourselves. And we need to be kind to other people. Because uh, something that my pastor tends to say is that someone is waiting on your yes. Someone is waiting for you to make that decision mm. to be kind to yourself so then you can do the things Ooh. that you need to do to encourage and to encourage other people. Like my pastor has literally said before that there's somebody's deliverance that's literally waiting on you to say yes, for you to do the things that the Lord has instructed you to do. Um, and I know that in the community of believers, a lot of people put that and form that into, you know, praying more or reading the word more, which is so important, which you should yeah. do. But also it's how you treat other people. It's also how you treat yourself. And if we're going to talk about self-care, about treating ourselves right, we need to treat other people right. And yes, I'm coming for those believers who hide behind preaching, hide behind singing, hide behind um, mission work. Like if you're not a good person, all that stuff is done in vain. <laughs> So we need to be careful. In <laughs> Don't do her. Do not do her like that. You know do not to. do her like you that. You know I had to. Y'all, for those who are real um, churchy fans, churchy fans, people. Lord Jesus, who are churchy people, um, if you can identify, if you can identify. Which clock sister he was imitating? I I may have something for you. I may have something for you. 
<laughs> Are you in the bathroom? Are you friend? Not you being messy friend. Not you being messy. So yes, if you can identify um who he was imitating of uh, the Clark sisters, like I said, we may have something for you. But other than that, <laughs> um yes, don't really be out here letting your uh, work, you know, your um, evangelism be in vain um, because you out here really are hating the people or have any form of hatred in your heart as you are here, quote unquote, serving, you know, the people. Um, what is the most important is that good leaders know how to serve. Come on, good leaders know how to serve. Yes, 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 yes. But. I mean, but as far as when it comes to self-care, um, because I feel like we somehow branched off into a cousin of self-care um, and checking yourself and make sure your heart is in a good place. Um, yeah. I would just really say, like, our biggest takeaway is just make sure you're good. Like, make sure you practice the self in self-care. Um don't let yourself out here be a hot mess. Um, and you do all these superficial things that are supposedly, like, are bringing you joy. Quote-unquote bringing you joy, but, like, more of, like, temporary joy. And find things that, like, truly elevate your spirit, elevate your vibrations, um, and really make you a more whole human being. Um, yes, because... It's one thing to go put on a new outfit, but what does it look like putting on a brand new outfit if you're a mess on the inside if you're broken, okay? So, we'll leave it at that. All right, any final thoughts, friend, before we move on to our next segment? I know, I really do think that we covered it all. Um, Because, like I said before, it's just like, you know, we only can carry so much as humans and that we we also have to remember that um, we have to fluctuate that weight. We're not meant to carry it all. Mm. So, yeah. Because, mm. you know, um, his burden is easy. First you know, of all, if we, right. if we, <laughs> this is what I'm, this is what I'm on here. If you're going to say a scripture, make sure you say it right. His yoke <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. And his and burden is, is right. Hey, shout out. Shout out. I You said what? Did you that like a deacon or something? It, yeah, my mother and father is I'm both in the bathroom. Deacon. You got, you got, they're going to be sending you a mass array of texts if they ever listen to this. <laughs> Truly, my mother sends our family group chat morning um, scriptures. Yes, she does. My daily. Like, Lord. daily. Is um, easy. She sends us. So. Yes. Okay. Before I continue to put my foot in thine mouth, um, let's move right on over. And you know what? Let's go unclog the sink real quick, friend. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. All right. So as you, as we embark on this new segment of, um, that we call unclog the sink, aka, you know, our advice column question, we Employ you 
to send us something. Please send us some stuff, y'all. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. Slide in our DMs, fill up our email inbox, you know, like, give us something. Give us something. But we do have something for today's um, Unclog the Seat section. So our listener decided to send in and ask us the question or get our advice on how do you stick to a goal despite feeling discouraged? When the shadows come in my heart. I just want you to know, 30% of this podcast is going to be of us singing. And I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) Um, Ooh, okay, well, I will say this. Remember the reason why you started. Mm. Come on. Remember the reason why you started. Um, Also... I think the importance of the goal that you have set is the question of, did you make that decision for yourself or for the people around you? Because a lot of times we don't have the right intentions with the goals that we set. Sorry, I'm going to go back to scripture. Uh, When we look at David and Goliath, um, David was was looking at all these soldiers go in to battle Goliath, and they all literally were dying. And so he was like the last shot. And when he was brought in, um, the king gave him all this armor and this sword. And he was like, this is the best of the best. And you can conquer Goliath with all this stuff. But he was like, this ain't me. This ain't the stuff that I would use in a regular schmegular battle. So why would I try to change my intention and my objection when I get a better result with what I use, what I already have in place? And so I think when it comes to the goals that we Mm. set, we have to make sure that we're honoring the person that either we are or the person that we're trying to be. So whatever goal that you're setting, you have to make sure it's amplifying the person that you want to be. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we call advice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Do you have anything to tag onto that, Mr. Terry? That's that. <laughs> like, let me go reshift my wig real quick. Um, so, yes. I mean, because, like, and just understand, I would say the only thing I feel like I would add to that is that understand that you being discouraged is part of the process. You know, um, and that something I even have to remind myself, you know, as a human, but also as an artist, is that there's more information in the process than there is in the final product. Take this feeling of discouragement, you know, honor it, figure out why you're feeling discouraged. Say that. Um, it's the iceberg effect, like, baby. what about this goal um, that, like, set your... that I feel like it set you back or that, you know, has... Um, made you feel like maybe it was unattainable anymore or whatnot. And then, yeah, sit in that and then move past that now. Like, when I say sit in it, you know, like, literally have a fold-out chair. Some chair don't, like, get a couch and get comfortable, turn on Netflix, grab a blanket, literally get in and get the hell out. Yes. As you were saying, friend. Or you want to say what's that? Um, 
so I had a teacher, and funny enough, this person who submitted this, also we had the same teacher. Shout out to Morgan. Hey, girl. Um, our theater teacher told us that uh, everyone has 100 hours. Or I'm sorry, LOLs, not 100 hours. But she would say for artists, um, we need to put in 100 hours uh, to get to the end goal that we have set. And that used to piss me off because I was like, does she not know the type of responsibilities that I have in a day? Like, I'm not going to get no 100 hours. Um, so I realized when I got to college, a new phrase that I like that's better. Everyone has the same 24 hours as Beyonce. If she can get full <laughs> concerts, documentaries, on top of doing tours... <laughs> Who am I to say that I can't learn no lines? Who am I to say that I can't finish no song? Like, we have to remind ourselves um, that there Mm. is a pacing with it all. And when we don't have the pacing there, then that's when stuff can get uneasy. So remind yourself uh, that it takes time. I think that's all I got. Okay. Well, listener, you know, and everyone else, you know, um, we hope that did something for you. We hope you, you know, move those things out of your drainage and now you can continue to flow, you know, and receive information from your higher being, from the universe, from God, and let it just flow right on out. So we hope we unclog the sink for you. And yes, and in... Another beautiful segment that we're adding to the show um, as we wrap up, because we know your ears are just yearning for more, but we're going to bring this to a close, okay? I'm the benediction is coming. At this soon. outro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we have a new segment called 350 Degrees, where we're going to turn up on the heat of things that me and Brian are consuming that we want to let you know about. Um, I would say for me, I want to turn up on the heat and throw in the oven and let it bake a little bit more so the people can really understand. Is... Mm, I don't know. I would say, ooh, there's a show I'm watching called Dynasty on Netflix. Yes, get into it. When I say it is a hot mess and a half, and if you like drama, if you Another like... Another reason why, if you agree with me that we should eat the rich, you would like that show. <laughs> you would like that show. Because when I say the amount of money these people have and the foolishness that they are able to indulge in is something ridiculous. Like, it truly is something ridiculous. Um, and I would say, ooh, and this is one person I want to put y'all on. If you do not know about him already, his name is Ant Saunders. Get into it, okay? Get into the what is that? An EP? No. So what? What is the name of your album? Do you have an album? He doesn't have an album. No, it does. Wow. Okay. My world literally just got shook, y'all. I really thought this man had a whole album. No. Yes, he does. 
Yes. Okay. He has an EP called Bubble. Ant Saunders. Get into him. Stream it. Buy it. Have your wig snatch. Okay. That's it. What you got for him? Okay. So I have two. Um, ooh, help me, Lord. Okay. I just don't want to say her name wrong because I feel like I always say it wrong. You're going to say it wrong anyway because you butcher people's don't names. So go ahead and let the people do know. me in these streets. I am. Do I am trying. We all know what it means. <laughs> I'm trying to be better. Okay. Um, so I really like Elijah Blake, and I feel like people already know who this man is, mm. but he did a remake. And it's not, probably not even called a remake, but he did a cover of Strange Fruit with Donald Lawrence. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't Strange Fruit. It was Hanging Tree. It's really, really, really dope. It's um, it's a stripped down version of the song, and it's Donald Lawrence and company featured. And then, um, yes, it's the it's the duo that you never knew you needed. And then he also, I was trying to say, not Donald Lawrence expert. And then he also has a single called "Bad Liar" that I've gotten into. Um, I really like that stuff. And then, okay, this is probably why I'm going to get it wrong. Okay, Leavon, is that how you say her name? Leavon Hanas. You talking about Leanne LaHavas? <laughs> get off, y'all! I need a new co-host. I need a new co-host. If you like to become my new co-host, yeah. Put him in an application and put an application in now. Please, like um, immediately. I okay. So I'm really bad with names, but anyway, yes. So she put Released out a like a stripped down album recently. Like it's so good. Like I really feel like people sleep on her, and she's like really, really, really no, dope, and really she's do. a great songwriter, and she speaks to the soul, like. Like, if you like the NDRE, mm-hmm. um, Shantae Moore type, like, you really, really will Shantae like her. Moore. So, those two people, um, I'm, I just want to turn up the heat on because I would love to work with either of them. So, um, yes. yes. That's all I got, friend. Anything, Anything else? I don't. Y'all, her name one more time is Leanne Le Havas. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm sorry, Leanne. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, please. I still want to work with you. I don't know. Don't take it. Don't take it to heart. I don't know what he would say. Take it to my head, not my heart. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, y'all. Well, <laughs> as we head out of here, you know, we just want to remind you that throughout this podcast, we hope this is a time of elevation, revelation, and a moment of meditation. Um, it's been real. Again, I'm your co-host, Gabriel Terry. And I'm De Bryant Johnson. And this was another episode of This That and, and the Kitchen, kitchen Sink. sink. Y'all yes. we out. We are out. Play that music. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.